Today, we're gonna to talk to Joe, who's been selling on Amazon for 15 years. He's gonna tell us about his launch strategy without the use of giveaways, and also how to leverage Pinterest for Amazon sellers. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast. My name is Bradley Sutton. With me, I've got my good buddy, Joe Reichfeld here, who is an old school guy in the game, all right, of Amazon. He's been, how, how long have you been selling on Amazon, Joe? Since 2005. Since 2005, before some of you guys were born. No, I'm just playing. Not that old. Hey, I, I can age shame a little bit because every day this year, knowing that my daughter is about to graduate high school makes me feel old. So oh, wow. Joe's got a, cu a couple years only. I've on got it. a couple got kids a couple in college. So. Yeah. Anyways, Joe, how's it going today? Fantastic. What's up? Where are you located, Joe? Um, in Scottsdale, Arizona. Okay. So you're a little bit better weather than us. It's not raining out there, is it? Like it is in California? No, not today. It was uh, over the weekend, but not today. I'm in shorts and a t-shirt. Okay. Yeah, we're melting out here. Not because of heat or anything, but we're melting because nobody knows what rain is here in California. We're like, what is going on with this rain? Yeah, here? It's how it is here too. When it rains, nobody knows what to do. Yeah. Right. They don't know how to drive either. Mm -hmm. I, I swear here in California. So anyways, I wanted to talk to you about a couple unique things that you are doing and teaching a lot of your students that I think is going to bring value to our listeners out there. And one hot topic, no matter what year it is, you know, five years ago, this was a hot topic. Now it's a hot topic is the topic of giveaways. And some people say that, Hey, giveaways is the only way to get to page one. Now me, I've done over probably 400 giveaways. I know that giveaways work, but at the same time, I've never gone out there and said that it's the only way to get to page one or the only way to launch. I very well know that actually the majority of people don't use giveaways. So for those people who aren't aware of how to launch without doing a giveaway or how to get to page one, can you let us in on some of your secrets? Like how do you personally do it yourself or teach your students on how to get to page one without having to do a giveaway? Well, you know, give, giveaways are a strategy. There's lots of different strategies. You can take different strategies uh, and mix them together to, to, to accomplish your goals. Um, or, you know, in the case of giveaways, it's giveaways and PPC or the general strategy there. Um, and there's other ones where, where that, that don't involve giving things away. Most sellers that are launching with giveaways, give away more products on one or two days, or actually on the first one day of their launch than I have on over 7 million products over the last 20 years. So I was selling before Amazon off of a regular website. I don't, we don't, we don't do giveaways. We might give one or two units away. Um, that's, that's it. We don't, we don't drive ranking with giveaways. Um, what we do and what I, what I teach people uh, is uh, being prepared. We, we start the process before, before the items go into production. Um, if you were trying to get venture capital, you'd have to do a business plan before you actually go to production because you need the cash before production. So you're doing a lot of the research that sellers to now don't even start until they launch. You're doing that. We do that two, three months ahead of time. Um, and so we're breaking down the, the competition. We're getting our, the keywords that are being used. We're finding out where these, the seller, the other sellers are selling both on Amazon and off. We're looking for niches. We're looking for audience 
information. Um, we go through all of that, uh, you know, at, at least a month to six weeks before a product launches. Um, and we stretch out that learning curve. So our learning curve, our goal is that on launch day, the learning curve is over or ending, not starting. We launch to a party. We don't launch to freaking out. What am I going to do? I didn't plan for tomorrow. Um, so, so we, we get, we get the, we get the ball rolling ahead of time. And when you do that, when you, for lack of a better term, have a business plan that far out, um, you have a pretty solid set idea of where you're going ahead of time. Um, a business plan is your path for 12 to 18 months. Um, and I ask people often on their, as they're launching, it's like, Hey, if I give you this and you have to fill this out for funding, can you fill this out today? And I get no a lot. Um, business plans are a pain in the butt. They're a lot of work. It's a lot, a lot of research and especially that far out. Sometimes you don't even know the product, but you, you know that product really well when you're done. You really know, you have an idea of how many it's going to take to break even, how many you need to order, how many you're going to need to reorder, how long that order is going to last based on your velocity. Uh, you know, you're, you're not messing around with that stuff. Well, through doing that, we're also finding influencers and connecting with influencers. We are finding relevant groups uh, and getting some involvement. Uh, you know, th there's no matter how you look at it, be it giveaways or not, there is an opportunity cost and some cost involved. Um, with this, it's more effort, time and effort, you know, which is money because you're paying labor if you're not doing it yourself. But you really have a much better handle on things. So, or, you know, our goal is on launch day that we're locked and loaded. We have influencers all lined up to drop. We have our mailing list that we've been developing ready to go. Uh, during this time before launching, we're involved. We have people that are getting involved in relevant groups on Facebook, on Instagram, wherever. Um, and they're not selling because they don't have a product to sell at that point. They're, they're getting involved. They're getting their name out there. So then when we do launch within a couple of days before launching, they tell their story to the group. They explain to the group, Hey, this is, this is who I am and what I'm doing and why I chose this product. And they ask for support or they do something with the influencer. So that on launch day, we cut the influencers loose. We drop our mailing list over the five, first five days. Uh, we, we unleash our relevant groups, the people in our groups, that's what drives our, our sales and drives our, our forward momentum. So with these, like, are you still giving out any kind of like two-step URLs or this is just strictly relying on actual sales velocity to help drive you up? Um, you know, a little bit of both. We used to not use the two-step URLs and two-step URLs are pretty effective, but we've, they don't seem to be as effective as they were. Uh, we push everybody through the opt-in. Uh, I'm a firm believer of not wasting traffic. Uh, so we push everybody through an opt-in, which has the pixel to develop our remarketing list, our buyers list, and our lookalike audiences uh, to, to, grow, to grow our future. That's our future. We want to we build a mailing list. Uh, if Amazon you know, 
something happens tomorrow and all of a sudden Amazon is not able to sell your product or you get suspended and you have no buyer's list, what do you have? All you have is the value of your inventory, which for as hard as these people work to sell, that's not, not good. That's really not, not good. Um, I, you know, what happens if tomorrow morning you wake up, there's an announcement that Facebook bought jet and Facebook is going to go live with jet at noon and fees are going to be 5% instead of 15 because Facebook makes their revenue off of ads. How long is it going to take Facebook and it's 22 million monthly logins to hurt Amazon and it's, or 22 billion logins to hurt Amazon and it's 2.6 billion monthly logins. You know, what, where, how does, how do the sellers on Amazon announce to their loyal buyers, Hey, I'm on, I'm moving to Facebook. I, I can offer you a better deal on Facebook because I'm not getting charged the fees. You don't have a buyer's list. Yeah. So then with, with that list though, basically you still are trying to drive your, your search term rankings. It just, as opposed to a giveaway, you're not having to give away or you're not having to do like 80% off coupons, 90% off. I mean, when you're targeting a list, you know, on launcher or just after the fact, are these full price sales that you're targeting or are you offering any kind of coupon at all? We're not offering any kind of coupon, but we'll we'll do, we might do a value added, some sort of added value. When, when, when we're getting involved in these groups beforehand, we will look for ways to add value. Everything about e-commerce and competition, particularly in some categories on Amazon is setting yourself as apart from everybody else. The common goal or the common method these days is to set yourself apart by doing this giveaway. Uh, a lot of these people that are, are coming through on these promos are not going to buy from you again. They might not be your, your normal type of customer or normal kind of buyer. They might not come back without a, another giveaway. Uh, that's not my target market. My target market is full price prime members. Look at look at the demographic of a prime member. It's you know somebody your age, married, kids, nice home, steady career, nice cars. That they don't want to look cheap to their neighbors. Um, they're really they're willing to pay a little extra for added value. So we look for ways to create value, be it a, a PDF recipes, uh, packaging, different packaging, something to set us apart from everybody else. Um, I work with brands. So it's a little bit, you know, it's a little different than the Alibaba sourcing, but you know, brands have competition from their, from, you know, their competitors as well. But we look to make an impact and set ourselves aside. I'll go, if there's 45 people selling a product on a listing, I don't want to be on that listing. There's only going to be a couple of people at the top, first of all, but I want to set myself aside. My, our goal with every listing is to create enough of a difference to be able to have our own listing. Even if there's a few other sellers on it, who cares? I don't want 45 on there. It's, that's ridiculous. That's, that's a, a losing proposition. So, you know, we'll find a way sometimes it's through bundling uh, to set ourselves aside and offer added value. Now on the, on the pre-launch, it's a video of other uses of our product um, and a PDF of 
you know, a fashion PDF when it involves clothing or something, we might put together a fashion PDF of, of ways to take, you may, you know, ways for a woman to take her leather jacket and make it a fashion statement when she goes out and we'll have a model and put some pictures in there of, you know, somebody making leather, a leather jacket look fashionable. Uh, you know, and that's, that's how we spur the opt-in. That's how we get the opt-in. Okay. So in a nutshell, then, Correct me if I'm wrong, but like, you know, before you actually launch the product, you're doing a lot of research, you're, you're building, trying to build a community, get some influencers ready so that once you do launch, you hit the existing list that you have, you know, with the news about the launch, trying to get that sales velocity, you get the influencers to push the product and this initial sale, sales velocity and sales volume, whether it's going to two-step URL or not, is going to help push your sales velocity. It's going to help push your rank up with the keywords. And then, you know, going forward, you're still doing retargeting. You're still trying to build a community as it were around. So that's going to help you to, you know, to remarket to them, possibly build off of the success of that brand. You know, if you have a brand that's, you know, in a certain niche, well, if they bought a full price, a product that you already have, then they'll probably be likely to, to buy another product, a similar one that you're about to launch, you know, in that niche. Is that kind of in a nutshell, one of the strategies that you yes, use? Yes, that is really the main strategy that we use. Um, and the difference between that uh, that traffic and the standard traffic that you get through Amazon, this is warm traffic, traffic that comes via an influencer or comes via a, a personal recommendation, be it a friend or yourself from your own involvement in a group. That's called implied trust traffic. That's warm traffic. It's not cold traffic that doesn't know who you are. They're going straight to your listing um, and they're not looking at what everybody else is selling it for. They're not going and searching for your product. They're going right to the listing. So there is already a warm, a warm function to the traffic and there's built in trust people that are coming from an influencer. I mean, that's what you're using the influencer for because people in the group, their group trust their opinion. They trust that they're going to recommend good products. So they're not, you know, they're, they're not looking for that justification that you get when you're, you know, just searching on Amazon and you're looking at 35 different sellers going, Hmm, which listing do I go to? Uh, so that, you know, you can, you can get around a lot of uh, mistakes driving your own traffic, especially if you have a warm list or you have a good mailing list, the people that are on that list, the lifetime value of a, a list member is 10 times the initial purchase. That's money. Amazon throws a bone to sellers and deceives sellers into thinking that I'm, I'm making it big because I sold, you know, a hundred of these or 200 of these as the initial purchase Well, Amazon saying, Hey, thank you. You did all the work. You did all the, all the effort. you made this for sale. They're our customer now. And we're going to get those other 10. And we know what their behavior is and we know what they like to do, what they, what they prefer talking about this too, um, you were mentioning how another way that you leverage, I guess it can be considered definitely social media is Pinterest also to drive this outside traffic. Now that's something newer that you've just been doing in recent times, but why do you feel that, that Pinterest is a, is kind of an untapped, you know, market for sending traffic to Amazon? Pinterest is the number one source of free traffic in 2018, and it's going to continue to be so. Uh, Pinterest is a search engine it is a visual predictive search engine. They've been working very hard uh, on the algorithm and on different things on Pinterest over the last 12, 18 months 
Uh, and it's not just a photo sharing site anymore. I started researching Pinterest in October for this workshop that I put together. And since then, since I started in October, I had to rewrite it two times because of major changes to that Pinterest was that Pinterest rolled out. They rolled out communities. They rolled out video pins. They rolled out full width video pins. They rolled out carousel pins. Uh, all kinds of different things that have that have changed. Uh, Pinterest. If Amazon search is Google in 2010, Pinterest is Google search in 2006, 2007. Pinterest is looking for looking to content creators to help it classify material. Who are content creators? Content creators are writers and sellers. Content creators are sellers. You, we, we have all these sellers on Amazon. What do you have? You have pictures, you have images of your product. That's content. When you make, moving forward, when you're creating the images for your, your listing, you should also create some Pinterest optimized images as well. So Pinterest is looking at sellers as a content creator. So when you sign up for Pinterest, you, you, you get a business account that designates you as a content creator. Pinterest wants you as the content creator to be the first one to pin your new content. So by doing that, you're saying to pin Pinterest, this is quality content that I created. So bam, they brand your name on that pin and your, your logo is always with that pin. And you're also saying to Pinterest, this is what this pin is about. Pinterest is relying on you to tell them how to classify it. So now you're creating the structure by doing this. You're creating the structure on Pinterest. Pinterest is made up of categories and within those categories are topics. Categories are top level keywords. They're your broad keywords. The topics that are within those categories would be your specific keywords and your long tail phrases. Pinterest is Feeds. That's all really is, is feeds, RSS feeds, lots of them. Every category is an RSS feed. Every topic is an RSS feed. As a user, when they sign up for Pinterest at the first time, at the end of the signing up, Pinterest says, follow five things, five, five topics, choose five topics that you like. And you go through and you choose five topics. When you log in from that day forward, every time you log in, your screen is filled with the most engaged pins from those five topics, plus anything you've searched recently, the most engaged pins from anything you've searched recently. So you're, these people, users, they're following these feeds. Uh, remember in the, the old days, you had the RSS feed readers where you'd sign up for a feed from a blog. And then you go into the feed reader and boom, that's what you see. Boom, 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 boom. That blog, you know, everything that's coming out on that blog or every product, if you, if you chose a product feed, well, that's really in theory what Pinterest is all about. So let's say you sell kayaks and your top level board is going, you might do outdoors or sports. You might do outdoor sports for Brad. As, as the name of your top level board. 
Boards within boards on Pinterest are called sections. So within that board, you have sections. You might name one of them kayaks. You might name one of them, another one kayaking and canoeing. And a third one, uh, water sports. Well, those three terms are specific topics out of Pinterest topic list. You name your pins and your boards, topics and category names. Well, those topic and category names, they get deep on Pinterest to where they then become long tail. So then with you might, the sections that you have within those sections might be kayaking gear, kayaking accessories, whitewater kayaking. And within those sections, you have under kayaking gear, you have pins, kayak, kayaks themselves, kayak uh, clothing, you know, kayaking paddles. And those pins are SEO'd to those terms. So when somebody goes in, people on Pinterest, they're seeking out products. um, 93% of Pinterest users have indicated that they go to Pinterest to plan purchases. Of that 90, 93%, 85% of Pinterest users have indicated that they've made purchases based on what they've seen on Pinterest. 85%. It's not just about recipes. Pinterest used to be 70-30. In the last 14 months, Pinterest has gone from 70% women and 30% men to 60-40. 60% women and 40% men. And the average sale of a product that's been sourced on Pinterest is 59 bucks. Pinterest has the second highest referral rate of any social media after Facebook. So then this referral you're talking about, like is the, the image or the, whatever the, the pin itself, is that a link or there, is there in the description, there's a link that, that takes the, user to Amazon or how does that you, work? You link the, the, you put a link in the description, which links the image. You link the image to your content. Might be Amazon. It might be a blog post. It just depends on, you know, what your content happens to be. But yeah, you, for Amazon sellers, you put the, uh, you put the link in the pin and you connect it to your, your product page. Now you also, uh, you know, you, one of see for me the the goal is always build, building the mailing list. Um, I'm going to juggle my links and some, have some of them going through an opt-in. Not all of them will go straight to the product page, so you can get their email address and add them to a uh-huh. list. Then now, when when yeah. you see somebody, they write a blog post and they post it on on Facebook, and then they post the same they repost the same post the next day on Facebook. And then they repost the same post the next day on re- on Facebook, all about the same blog post, um, or or they do that on Twitter. Uh, they're doing that wrong. What they should do is you take your blog post. Well, most blog posts have multiple points in them. You know, it might be a a, a, le- a list. You know, this five things to accomplish this. Well, when you repost that blog, you should do a different point from the blog each day not the same point and the same post. That's how you bore the crap out of your followers and drive them away. 
Mm-hmm. So I don't want to see the same post every day, but give me five bits of information from that post and I'm going to stay connected. And I might even go back to that post and read the whole thing. Well, that's Pinterest wants you to create multiple pins per product or content piece. So you, you have five images on your Amazon listing. There's your multiple content pieces right there. You, you know, lifestyle images, even Pinterest says we want lifestyle images, those sell product. People want to envision themselves using their product, using the product. How is this product going to benefit me? Yeah. It's a, you, you show me a, a raincoat in the, in the container, in the wrapper still sitting on a table. It's all stacked up a hundred of them. That's, I can't visualize wearing that raincoat and that raincoat keeping me dry, but I might, you know, if you have a model wearing a raincoat, uh, so you take your five, you create an Amazon listing. If you create, let's say five images, same time when you're having those made, you just tell the person that's making them. I need those optimized for Pinterest as well. Same five images. You could put your brand name on it. You put it, in the sizes that Pinterest prefers. You put some text overlays on it. Not a lot, but some text overlays on it. SEO, everything. Uh, and now you have your, your, your pins to go along with it. What do you do? You take your first pin as you, as you post your listing, take your first pin and you pin it to the most relevant board that you have on Pinterest. Bam. You just created content and sent signal to, to Pinterest. Now, let's say we'll go back to the kayaks, kayaking example. Your goal on Pinterest is the feed. You want to be in the feed. You want to be at the top of the feeds. Outdoors, the feed for outdoor, the outdoor category has 8.2 million followers. The feed for the sports uh, category, I want to say, has 282 are million followers. This is some godly numbers. Imagine if you got into two or three of those feeds with your first or second pin and popped up. Now, granted, 8.2 million people aren't going to see your pin because they're not all on Pinterest at that moment. But what's 1% of 8.2 million? What's a tenth of 1% of 8.2 million? A lot of traffic is what it is. It's a lot of traffic. All right, that's, that's interesting. That's something that I, I haven't heard about before about leveraging Pinterest. Usually people, you know, just focus on Facebook, maybe Instagram or, or different things, but that definitely I can see how it could be a great free source of traffic. And, you know, as we all know, Amazon loves outside traffic. So I'm sure you, you could go on and on about how we can use Pinterest, but you, you help your students do that currently. So if people want to reach out to you to contact you to get some more info about either launching without giveaways or about how to leverage Pinterest with your, with your Amazon business, how can people contact you or how can they find you? E-commerce-optimizer.com. We have uh, a free workshop. that's all about Pinterest right now. Um, it's, it's worth taking. It, I would definitely suggest as part of keyword research for your, for your listings, don't overlook Pinterest. Pinterest is warm traffic. These people are seeking you out. You're not seeking them out. They're seeking you out. The half-life of a tweet is 24 minutes. The half-life of a Facebook post is 90 minutes. The half-life of a Pinterest pin is 153,000 minutes. 
Holy cow. When you stop PPC, your ad goes poof in the wind. When you stop any advertising, it goes poof in the wind. On Pinterest, when you stop a promoted pin, anybody that's saved that promoted pin, it's still there and it's still clickable and it's still savable by other people. It's the gift that keeps on giving. All right, guys, there you have it. Pinterest with Amazon. Maybe you haven't considered that, but consider that and contact Joe at that website that he just mentioned in case you want to find out more information. Joe, as always, thank you very much for your time and hope to see you in person one of these days soon.